We are rocking here at Real Tales from the Bar Side. This is the podcast where we talk about the shit that goes on in the bar, in the restaurant, with people who own the bar, own the restaurant, run the bar, run the food, do everything and see everything. Don't ever do something or say something that you don't want seen, especially in New York at the bar, because we're watching and talking about it here on Real Tales from the Bar Side. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of Real Tales from the Bar Side. I am your host, Matt Flynn, and we're going to rock out with a rant. Started off right. Let's dance. This, this week's kind of a good rant. I don't know if it's a good rant, but it's a rant for bartenders. I think it's more of a me looking in the mirror kind of thing and yelling at myself, so I'll share that with you guys rather than for patrons. It's always really good to choose your battles and take the high road. I don't do that all that often, and this weekend I had a really cool experience where this insane girl came up to the bar and started asking if she could pay for her drink. I said, well, the guy that you were with just paid for it. And she said, no, 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 I want to pay for it. And I said, all right. I didn't want to argue with her and split it off. I told her it was $14, and then she said, $14? I rolled my eyes and I'm like, look, what do you want? I can put it back on his tab or you can give me $14. She sighed, gave me the money, whatever, off we go. She comes back a little later and she starts watching a soccer game. And I start making goofy comments about soccer because, I don't know, soccer just isn't my game. She gets weirdly offended and very stoic and walks away. So I'm like, all right, I'm not going to fuck with this girl anymore. She's clearly just kind of not on the same plane with me. That's cool. She comes back a few minutes later and says, I'm sorry, I just noticed you have this uh, beer can in the back. Vintage, very, very, very old. Uh, and I'm curious about it. I said, yeah, I, I, don't, I don't know anything about that. And she said, yeah, doesn't seem like you know much about anything at all. I'm surprised you're paid. Huh. Turned around and walked away. Now, there's a lot of different courses of action as a bartender with the amount of freedom that I have to take at that particular point, and I reined it in. I didn't say anything back. I just kind of smirked and said, huh. And she went in the back and kind of canoodled with the big group she was with, and two of her friends, or what I thought were friends of hers, came in a little while later, and they ordered shots. And I said, listen, are you with that insane tall girl in the back? She said, oh, oh, no, it's a joint birthday party. We don't know everybody. Why? What happened? I explained it. They were hilarious. They were fun. I said, you know what? Since you guys are so much fun and she sucks so badly, your shots are on me. And they were astonished. They were really grateful. It was really cool. We had a fun little moment, and that was that. And the girl threw me shade all night and walked out and probably left a shitty Yelp review because that's what cowards do. But my restraint, I think, is the point in all this that I'd like to share because it doesn't happen all that often. (laughs) I'm not sharing it as a pat on my own back. I'm sharing it because I think it's important for all of us to do once in a while, take the high road in a shitty situation. With that, I have an amazing guest that just flew in. It's an international guest. This is a person that I met in Costa Rica who's from Australia, living in Canada, and just flew in from England. Wrap your head around that. If you understood what I just said, you're smarter than I am. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Real Tales from the Bar Side, Miss Emily Peterson. Hey. Hey. 
How are you? I'm well. How are you? I'm doing really well. So you've been bartending a while. A couple of years. Okay. And you do it predominantly all in Canada, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. So at a brewery. I've worked at a couple of breweries now. And I'm full-time there. Okay. And managing. So that's a new experience for me because I... I'm now able to yell at people. Yes. <laughs> Where before I did, you know, yell at people, but I wasn't really allowed to. Are you tipped management? Can you? Mm -hmm. Oh, awesome. Yeah. That's yeah. cool. Yeah. So now I have kind of full reign on, on the floor, which is nice. Hell yeah. So. A lot of management positions are more responsibility for less pay. Mm -hmm. And oh, no, no, no. You can't accept tips. <laughs> so I think if you're in yeah. charge yeah. and you can and, run the show. And getting the tips. Yeah. I'm doing quite, quite well. Good. Mm -hmm. Important. What kind of brewery is it? It's a new craft brewery, Backcountry Brewing. Uh, it opened April last year. Uh, our pale ale actually won first in BC and third in Canada. Nice. Yeah. So we're striving. We're doing really well. There's three breweries in this town and ours is the, the best. I mean, I could be a little bit, uh, a little biased, <laughs> a little biased here, but hey, it's important to uh, yeah. to wave the flag of the place you mm -hmm. work. So yeah, that's cool. You've been there two years, and now we just talked a little bit. Just to backtrack, you were a mortician's assistant. I was at nineteen. Yes, back in Australia. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. So I did that just over eighteen months. That's way too interesting to just gloss yeah, yeah, over. I can't really gloss over that one. Got to got to bring it up. I know it's and we talked about this earlier. Uh, I'm sure, and I don't want to downplay the depression that kind of goes into mm. that. But especially in recent episodes, we've been really playing up depression. Yeah. So I, I have to inquire, like, <laughs> what did you experience there? Uh, uh, depression. <laughs> 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 One of the reasons why you left, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, it was a bit of a struggle getting into it because obviously 19, young, never been exposed to death like that before. Yeah. Obviously, family members and whatnot have passed away. But, yeah, every day having people come into the office and deal with the death of their family member. What is a mortician's assistant really responsible for? What, what was the so law you did? Mine, mine was a, they said it was a 50-50 role. 50% was administration, 50% was dealing with the bodies. But as time grew on, I was dealing more with bodies and less of the administration. So it ranged from organizing the funerals um, to collecting the deceased, clothing the deceased, putting makeup on them, and then conducting funerals. Wow. I've been to so many funerals and wakes, I, and it's, it's so difficult to look and see the body. As much as I think it provides closure, and as much as I would want that for any mm. loved one I lost, and for myself, for other people to, to kind of have that closure, as strange a word as that is when you're looking at something that doesn't necessarily reflect what you knew. Yeah, yeah. I can't imagine what it's like to be alone Mm. and responsible for a lot of that it you, obviously you treat them as if they were alive you know with mm -hmm. respect and kindness um and i can't imagine so the family members that have passed away my family i've never seen them when they've passed did the never uh, never did that is that something that's kind of traditional to australia not doing that uh no it, it just depends on the family Okay. religious reasons um 
I, I'm not from a religious family whatsoever, um, but it would be more of a personal choice. Um, I was asked if I wanted to see people, but you know, I would, for instance, my cousin, mm. her dad passed away, and I said, if she wants to go and see her dad, I will go with her because that's what she wants. Okay. And she needs that support. Yeah. But she chose not to, so I didn't. But um, yeah, I think whatever helps the family. Yeah. Yeah, that's, it's just something that I hadn't really heard of anyone actually doing. We both kind of talked about how enamored we are with Six Feet Under. Mm -hmm. Yes, <laughs> love, love, love. Yeah, uh, don't make me do an advertisement for Six Feet Under, guys. Just watch it. I actually it's, it's was thinking of it just the other week. Like, I have to watch that again. It's phenomenal. I've honestly seen it, no lie. I can't remember if it's four or five, but the entire series oh, from start yeah. to finish four for times sure. at least. I, yeah. And the series finale, it's just Niagara Falls. Oh. Bye. See you oh, later. Guess, I'm giving I, me goosebumps. Yeah, yeah, it's it's <laughs> it's a lot, but it's important. Mm. It was really groundbreaking TV. So to parlay that back into bartending, have you have you lost anybody that you kind of worked with, or any regulars? I, I've had some strange experiences just seeing people get sick from drinking. Oh yeah. And where I haven't seen any of my regulars pass, I've had friends die from drinking specifically, mm. and not even car accidents, but just from the actual effects of drinking. Wow, that's, that's intense. Uh, I worked with a guy, poor eyesight, terrible, like Coke bottle glasses, <laughs> shocking. Um, and he, after his shift, drank a load of pints, and then decided to walk home and stepped right in front of traffic. Oh, God. He was then in intensive care, and his family came over from Ireland and had to take him home. And yeah. Damn. So that's, yeah. People don't realize that, I, especially in New York, it's great. I've referenced this before. You don't really have to worry so much about drunk driving, mm -hmm. which is such a gift. It's cool, and it's such a neighborhood place where I'm at that you can really serve people unless they're totally incapable of getting themselves places. Yeah. But I follow people or walk them home. Mm -hmm. I have a good friend who's pretty stubborn and he doesn't even know this, but tonight he came in twice and I followed him home both times. <laughs> he didn't <laughs> did know, but I did. I gave him the, the tail. First time? <laughs> <laughs> I know. You know what? Well, I'm going to go and see Matt tonight. Have a couple of exactly. Hey, hey, have you been? Buddy. We did this a little while ago. <laughs> No, he's one of my favorite people on the planet, no joke, and I just, he's too proud a guy mm -hmm. to be, accept an offer to be walked home, mm -hmm. which I totally get, because for better or worse, I'm that guy too. Yeah. So I keep a 10 to 20 foot, because he does not, he's not turning around, he's so focused on getting home. <laughs> so you're the creeper in the background. I'm the total creep, like if he ever turned around or somebody witnessed this, it would just look <laughs> really illegal we and creepy. We found that peeping Tom. <laughs> there that, he is. Bartender. He's the guy with the white dish rag hanging from the back <laughs> of his pants just walking down 3rd Avenue. But you never know what the hell can happen just walking down mm -hmm. the street. Yeah. And when people have too much to drink to that extent, I don't mean a little like they're just being assholes. Yeah. But to that extent, I think it's important to make sure you're looking out for the customers. Yeah, for sure. Do you have incident logbooks and stuff like that? No. No, we don't have much mm -hmm. here. Um, <laughs> Please, sir, can it, I have some more? It's just me. It's really just me. And if you think I'm creating an incident logbook amongst my other duties, it's just not going to happen. 
But no, it's it's a casual spot. Mm -hmm. Like we stay pretty low key and flexible and just um, foot loose with a lot of that stuff. Mm -hmm. But we have long memories. The other bartenders don't really drink on the job. Yeah. I don't drink, period. And we're all very much, but you know what it's like. Yeah. You burn a bartender, that stays with mm -hmm. you. Yeah. You don't forget those faces. Yeah. So, was... When was the last time you got burned? Oh. So, who's the last customer to really <laughs> piss you off? Oh, jeez. I, I think I just got to the point where I, 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 I rave and rant about them, but then it's, it's gone. Yeah. It's, I mean, there's so many. <laughs> yeah. No, I get there's it. There's so many. It's, it's kooks. It's a kooky business. Actually, just... there was this one guy. I uh, cut him off. He was just disgusting. He came in disgusting, tried to order a drink. I'm like, nobody, sorry. I think you've had enough tonight. And then he stole out of the tip jar. No. Yeah, as he walked oh, out. Oh, man. <laughs> I, see, that's one of the biggest fears. I don't know if it's a fear, but I think about that a lot. Ours is behind the bar. But if I ever have to run and pee, yeah. I'm just kind of like, who's, you're, a, who's you're at the You're hawk for George Costanza. Yeah, exactly. Right? <laughs> no seat for you. <laughs> exactly, 100%. 100%. I just don't, I don't want that guy in here. And there's a reason Seinfeld was set in New York. Yeah. Like, that's, you just. Come on. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. But I think about it. It's a paranoia. Where I'm kind of like, who's at the bar that could yeah, be yeah. watching the tip that's bar? It. Is a regular? Is, Is there a waitress? Yeah, yeah. Somebody? Okay, I'm good. I should be all right. And you kind of do the. the yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I know. But again, that's what am I really losing if somebody decided to do that? Mm. It would be a shitty night. Yeah. But it's uh, I'm, this isn't fucking Studio Fifty Four. Yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. not gonna be out ten grand if somebody happens to run with the tip jar. It's like, all right, listen, that eighty dollars would have meant a lot to me, mm -hmm. given the work I just put in. But it's worth it if you know he never comes back or she never comes Absolutely. back here again. More than anything, I'd miss the bucket. I actually <laughs> like our tip bucket. I'll have to have a look at it. It's a good, yeah, it's a decent little bucket. Um, oh, God. Yeah, so if you're ranting and raving about people, like, give, give me an example of somebody that just, and you can use code names, nobody in Canada is listening to this shit, but if you want to protect the guilty, it's something we're proponents of here. Oh, I, I really don't, I, I think mainly, so it's a brewery, it's a tasting room. Okay. And families come in, and just when families don't, really discipline their children and oh. they run they let the kids run around with no shoes on so this like, is a restaurant ish is, yeah it's, okay. it's more it's not a restaurant it's it's a tasting room more casual um do you serve food we do okay yeah. so you can bring kids yes that is a thing that yeah. okay yeah till eight and then they're out of there okay <laughs> but until eight o'clock you're dealing with nonsense yeah 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 bad so, parenting Sometimes you'll just have them running around freely in the bar <laughs> with no shoes on. Like, are you fucking kidding me? Oh God! I have to tell you, I don't have it. I don't have kids. I don't really actually want any kids. But <laughs> I'm telling you how to parent your child. Interesting. Oh God. I've gone on similar rants. It's it's one of my favorite Bill Hicks bits ever, where he's talking about being on a plane. Mm -hmm. He's like, all of a sudden, there's this tapping on my forehead, like, like tapping violently on my forehead. And I opened my eyes and there was this little kid <laughs> loose on the plane. 
And it's so funny when you have that image. Yes. If you're not a parent and you have to deal with kids yeah. that aren't yours, uh-huh. obviously. Or related to you. loose yes. children. It's yeah. like letting wild fucking animals it is. run it's free. As if, okay, the parents have come in for, for lunch and they just don't give a shit anymore. They are, you know, it's our responsibility to look after their children. Yeah. <laughs> no, look after your own kids. So where the skee-ball machines are, is a fine distance from the back of the restaurant. Mm-hmm. And just as recently as tonight, a family came in that comes in all the time and they sit in the back of the restaurant. There's no people anywhere else. They mm-hmm. could sit right next to the ski bomb machine, mm-hmm. but they're like, no, we'll go back there because they want nothing to do with their kids. Yeah. And they have four little girls that are just firing ski balls around the restaurant, oh, wow. jumping on and dancing on the ski ball machine, mm-hmm. putting their arms up into the grate and like trying to score hundreds <laughs> just by throwing the ball in. And it's like, this is, this is like yeah. kingpin. Yeah. Somebody's going to lose a hand. That's it. It's just <laughs> Brigade's going to have to turn up and cut the kid out. Oh. It's like, and I got to come over and scare children, <laughs> scare, put, put the fear of God into them. So you need to return to the people you belong to. Return. (laughs) Go back to your table. Children return. I'm pretty good at the uh, death stare. Oh, yeah? Yeah. I I totally believe that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. The glare. Yeah. Disapproving glare. At both, you know, parents and and children. And children. (laughs) Whoever deserves it. Whoever's, you know... Can we Whoever's plug your readily um, available? I will anybody. Yeah, yeah. yeah. If you're, yeah. If I'm in that mood, I will too. Can we plug your Instagram so people can see your bitch face? Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, lovely underscore Emily. Yes. Lovely correct. underscore Emily. Go on Instagram. You'll Resting see the glare. Resting bitch face. The right death there. glare. Also a naked bum as well. Quite recently. Really? Yeah. Wow. Was it a waterfall pic? It was. So I did a hike to a glacier fred, uh, glacier fed lake. Oh, jo- yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah, told yeah. me about this. Yeah, Joffrey Lakes. It's um, north of Whistler, which is West Coast, BC. And it's stunning. Just, you know, that lovely cloudy blue snow-capped mountains in the background and freezing cold water. But, hey, you got to get in. Yeah. you got to get in. Absolutely. <laughs> I respect that 100%. I saw some of those pictures. It looked like Switzerland. Mm-hmm. It just yeah. looks beautifully Swiss. Yeah. I'm sure the Canadians that's, would be offended how by I, that. Oh, I don't know. I mean, they're lovely. Yeah, they are. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if we could really offend Canadians at all, could we? It's such an accurate stereotype, <laughs> by and large. They're just kind, nice people. So lovely. I want to meet a dickhead Canadian. Come to the bar. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> I just need to take a trip. But, you know, without having to leave the country, if anybody listening knows an asshole Canadian, send them my way, yeah. two-door tavern. Tell them to come, <laughs> tell them to come in. It's just all so kind. We had the um, the playoffs, the NBA playoffs on here with the audio, and it was the Raptors-Cavaliers game where the Raptors almost won a game mm-hmm. but didn't and got swept as the number one seed. I mean, they suck. They're just so bad in the playoffs. It's awful. But LeBron banked one in at the last minute, and before that happened, they'd made a couple shots, and it looked like they were going to win. So I ran over because there were a couple Raptors fans that were mm-hmm. just pleasant and nice and jolly and drunk in the place I ran over and just started playing the Canadian national anthem at full volume and they all stood up they didn't know each other a lot of them they stood up at different parts of the restaurant and bar and like put their hand over their heart and just at this point I'm like wow this was a gag I wasn't planning on necessarily playing the whole thing but I'm committed this is working we're gonna have to play the whole thing like disrespectful at this point to shut it off but it's 
Yeah, they're just a nice, a nice crew. I like you Canadians out there. You're really nice. Big love. Big love to you guys. Big love. <laughs> oh man. You ever bounced anybody from the bar? Like give me a give me a belligerent drunk story. It's a tasting place. So it's probably I, And that's that's the thing. We're not aiming to get people shit canned. But they must. But but you know, it's yeah. it's a high chance. We we do have pretty hefty beers, so almost seven percent beers, which okay. go down like water. So yeah, it's it's a dangerous game. We got a couple nines on tap here, Ooh. so it's yeah, yeah, it's a couple of those in an empty stomach, and <laughs> it'd be surprised. It, it, I maybe you wouldn't. I am because I'm always just thinking beer is beer. Mm -hmm. I forget the ABV. Yeah. And people will come in and have two or three, and they're just, whoa. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, wow, that <laughs> took a turn very quickly. This is an experiment. Yeah, this I is interesting. Yeah. Could I try it on you or Would, you? <laughs> right. Let's, let's try this on everyone. Who wants to try the 9% beer? <laughs> Free round on me. Might I recommend the pretzel bites alongside them? <laughs> Coat your stomach a little bit. Just a tiny bit of lining. A in tad. There. Just a tad. <laughs> Smidge of carbs. Yeah. Mm. Give me something shocking. Oh, we had a uh, Oktoberfest event. So yeah, Dirndl was in a rock and a Dirndl that day. What the hell is a Dirndl? You know the uh, Oktoberfest German. Oh, is ladies? it the St. Pauli girl outfit? I think we just call them St. Pauli girl outfits. Okay. Yeah, that's a Dirndl. Like the, the beer went. I'm sure they're called something besides St. Pauli girl outfits, yeah, but yeah. I've never heard of that before. Okay. We're both learning something a here. A Dirndl <laughs> is a Dirndl equals St. Polly Girls outfit. Continue, yeah, please. Yeah, Dirndls. Okay, so this uh, one lady is very, very chipper throughout the evening. Kept on giving me hugs and, you know, commented on my Dirndl. And then later in the evening, we found her <laughs> in the bathroom. Vomit and shit everywhere. Oh, <laughs> both ends? Both ends. Both ends. And uh, yeah, her poor husband had to drag her out. So how do we get, do you serve alcohol or is it just, uh, not alcohol, do you serve booze or just beer? We do cider wine and we do have hard, hard liquor as well, but it's more about the beer. Okay. So because there's so many people that are celiacs, gluten-free, vegans as well so beer has gelatin in it yeah um so yeah cider and wine and uh yeah some hard spirits so okay but it's not common yeah well it, it wouldn't be common for somebody to take a sharp right turn and shit themselves and puke all <laughs> over the place too if that's what you're serving so i guess that is kind of a, a wild experience for a place like that here it's just like that's a fucking annual christmas party for a oh, company yeah. <laughs> there's always some woman who's puked all over the bathroom and isn't like her panties are in the fucking corner for oh, some God. reason and it's like god she damn. yeah i guess i mean i've never found anything <laughs> that would suggest that outside of panties but oh god it's it's gruesome yeah yeah and then you know there's always the guys that want to drive home after a thousand beers like, no, dude, give me your keys. So how do you no, handle no. that? Um, you take their keys and send them on in a cab? A cab. Okay. And then if they insist on driving, I'm like, I am going to call the police on you. Yeah. And Is there any repercussion on you guys? So that's where the incident report book comes in. Okay. So yeah, in case we have someone leave and they get into a car accident where we could be liable. Right. So that's why we report. So an incident report book, do you call the cops 
and they log that, or do you log it in your report we book? We log it in ours, and then... You then have to report it to the police? If something was to happen to um, a patron, they would probably contact us and say, hey, you know, what happened last night, blah, 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 and then we have our report book it's say, a okay, log. we've logged this. I don't you know, think that would fly here. I think in the States, you're just fucked if you're fucked. <laughs> if you, if you overserve them, you can have written it down, typed mm -hmm. it up, made it pretty. You're fucked. You're fucked. Yeah, I don't think, I don't think that's a thing, but that's kind of cool that it is in mm -hmm. Canada. Yeah. I dig that. Yeah. It's definitely to cover your ass. Yeah. Yeah, I'd have because a few pages Because it's happened before, like, my, um, my boss, she's worked in a number of bars, and a bar that she worked at, one of those things happened. This person got behind the wheel and was in a car accident, and then the pub was um, fined or... Yeah. Yeah. Oh, God. Because they were considered liable for, for that happening. That's one of my biggest fears about ever working at a place where there's a lot of people driving. Because mm. that's where it all happens. Like, you yeah. were referring to the guy who stepped into traffic. That can happen at any moment. Yeah. But it's rare. Mm -hmm. And the fact that somebody could just fucking drive a car out into... It, it doesn't, you don't even have to have a fatality. Yeah. You can just total it. Yeah. Or sideswipe something, and all mm -hmm. of a sudden it all comes back to the bartender. Exactly, yeah. Which... Sucks. It I, sucks. Yeah. You know, I. You feel like you shouldn't be responsible for others, but yeah. but you are. Exactly. It's one of those strange things where it's like, here's this substance that's legal, mm -hmm. and you can procure it and and provide it to other people, and that's legal. Mm -hmm. But you then have to monitor someone who, and oftentimes, is twice your age's intake yes. because if they are then to go and do something. Mm -hmm that's illegal the onus is on you yeah. to just kind of make sure you didn't overserve them mm -hmm. so if some dickhead goes and god forbid i don't know what commits a murder or rape it doesn't even have to be a car accident it's like well it could be part of the defense mm -hmm. well the, the bartender did overserve me yeah are you fucking are you kidding, kidding me, me? Yeah. yeah yeah but that's real yeah it's tough it is it's, and on a Friday and Saturday night when it's just heaving busy, how the hell can you keep track of everyone? You can't keep track of everyone. No, I can't. And I don't really have any interest in it either. I, mm. I like to be busy enough where it's like, keep track of yourselves. Yeah. Give me a credit card. Mm -hmm. Tell me the last name so I don't have to chase people down for money. Mm -hmm. If you want another drink on the tab. Yeah. But I have no interest in keeping track of you. Yeah. If somebody's being an asshole, or they're disrupting other cu customers and it looks like it's because they're drunk. Mm. Yeah, you're done. That's it. Yeah. No more drinks. That's yeah. fine. But uh, I don't want to be responsible for other people's actions. No. When they start harassing other people or uh, cracking on to... Uh, so... <laughs> just, just the sleaziness sometimes is a little oh, much. Oh, <laughs> cool. We'll be back with some sleaze. I am going to be responsible for taking a break right now. So I'm going to go sip some water and I'll see you after this message. All right, I'm not sure how many people know this about me, but I am a huge hot sauce connoisseur. I love it. I'm a huge fan. I like everything spicy. Kicking it up a notch. Costanza was referenced already, and we're bringing it back. Grumpy's hot pepper sauce. Now, this shit is out of this world. It's called Grumpy's, and there's this little sketch of a grumpy woman on the bottle. This is a guy who makes this homemade, and it's his grandmother's recipe, and I'm, I'm assuming that the grumpy sketch is his grandmother. 
which is really kind of funny. <laughs> it's hilarious. You got to check this bottle out. I'll post a picture of it on the uh, Instagram site at TailsBarside. It's fire. This stuff's great. And it's not out of your mind hot. It's just really good kick. It's all about flavor. It's uh, peppers, onions, a little bit of mustard, some water, vinegar, salt, and it's badass pepper. I mean, we're talking scotch bonnets. This guy doesn't play games. $7 a bottle. Come on. You can't beat this shit. www.grumpyshotpeppersauce.com. This is a Marshfield, Massachusetts original. It's heat, it's flavor, it's fucking fantastic. So go online, www.grumpyshotpeppersauce.com and pick yourself up a bottle. We are back, Real Tales from the Bar Side. Matt Flynn, Emily Peterson. Is your father's name George? No. Oh my God, that would be so great. It's a really strong name, Lance Douglas Peterson. Lance Douglas. Do you yes. get? Do you, are you with the George Peterson reference? No. George Peterson, Chicago PD. No. Not a Ferris Bueller fan. Oh man, <laughs> we got some work to do with you, Emily. We got to get you on some John Hughes movies. Um, before the break, well, during the break, shit, we recorded something about hot sauce, and mm. you I'm disclosed down. that I'm you're down in. With the hot. I have some crazy shit. We're gonna taste the rainbow after this, mm-hmm. and but not before. <laughs> and, and shit, the rainbow. Not, yeah, we're probably gonna end up. Honestly, the end. This isn't even a plug. It's just a warning. The one that I have, it's the smallest bottle called The End. Oh, my God. There are people listening right now that are screaming, don't do it, <laughs> oh, because they've, they've tried it, and oh. it's nuts. But we were talking about people at the bar, and it, it's, it's interesting. You work in a small-town kind of community, mm-hmm. right? Yes, I do. Uh, it's a town of 17,000. Okay. And then in the winter... Oh, yeah, winter and summer, it grows to 22,000. So there's lots of climbers that come in, in the summertime, wintertime skiers. So it's quite a transient town, but it's a small town. Everybody knows everyone. Your business is not secret, that's for sure. Yeah, this and is... And it's quite incestuous. Ringing a bell. Uh, so, um, hmm, you've got to be really wary of who you dabble with that's for sure yeah wow what a very well put Mm -hmm. yeah because the two places i've really bartended are back in my hometown which i think the numbers climb a little bit population wise Mm -hmm. from where you're at but not by much yeah everybody is in everybody's shit yeah and here where on the upper east side believe it or not we talked about this it's just really incestuous Mm -hmm. and it's Mm -hmm. a small like it's people that want to have a neighborhood yeah and all that goes along with that. And being in the industry, everybody knows everyone. It's, uh, is it worse in the industry? Sleeping, you know, everyone's sleeping together? Yeah, it is. Um, certainly public knowledge wise. Mm, for sure. I think it's just a little bit more, <laughs> you, how many people do you know in our business that are currently having affairs? Yeah. I, I guess that translates to other businesses, mm-hmm. but ones that are, since we're just so late night mm-hmm. by design, I think being up and involved and in a place where sex really sells and we're pushing stuff mm-hmm. like that, it's just a little bit more despicable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I guess. And pronounced if it's not mm-hmm. infidelity or anything like that. It's just, oh, yeah. Yeah. And also, uh, people hitting on you and then hitting on the bartender with you as well. Yeah. <laughs> like, okay. Or from my perspective, people that 
moved guys that move down the line. Mm-hmm. So if I have six or seven female customers at the bar yeah. and the first one just turns them down or shoes them off, he just yep, shimmies on down. And it's like, how is that going to work? How does it? I know <laughs> it will never work. Maybe, stop. Please but stop. The problem. Maybe by the seventh person, the seventh person is shit canned by then. So. You know. But that's the issue. This is the problem. You asked me earlier when we were talking about uh, catcalling. Mm, mm-hmm. How has that ever in the history of the world worked? And yeah. it's like, yeah. For me, once, and I wasn't catcalling. I was pulling the idiot who was catcalling that was a buddy of mine in the car back in the window. Oh, my goodness. But because I figured it was offensive and kind of shitty. Yeah. All of a sudden, I turn around and I see the girls he's catcalling waving and kind of shaking their hips. Whoa. And I'm like, turn the car around. <laughs> and we did. And we went back. A screech to a stop. And we ended up back in these girls' hotel rooms together. We were in our 20s and we we're like, holy shit. I think that's it. It's the age thing, maybe. And I, I don't know. Who knows what it is? They were Irish. Maybe it's girls from Ireland like being catcalled. I can't explain it because I'm in your book where I'm kind of just like, how the fuck has that ever fuck? worked? Yeah, no. But the point is... With men, if something works once, they will do it for the rest of their lives, mm-hmm. even if it never works again. Yeah. So. Yeah, yeah. I, I asked my friend years ago, like, why is it that the decent guys never ask me out, but the dodgy, crusty old men always do? <laughs> She's like, Emily, it's because they've got nothing to lose. <laughs> it's so true. Okay, it all makes sense now. <laughs> but it's such a, I feel like, and maybe I'm wrong, but just from a perspective of somebody who's constantly around women in their early to mid-20s as customers or co-workers, I feel like that's a really shitty thing to do to someone's self-esteem as it's being developed. Yeah, yeah. So I feel like women really get comfortable in their skin around 30. Yes, definitely. So at 20s in the early to mid, how the fuck could you be such a dirtbag mm-hmm. that at 53 yeah. with a wedding ring and in the sleaziest way possible. That's it. They're bruising them like a peach. Yeah. It's fucking delicate, gross. delicate peach. It's gross. It's nice to call those people out though. Yeah. And oh, just tell oh them yeah. This one guy. So a Halloween. Yeah. Halloween last year, I dressed up as Frankenfurter. So I'm, I'm a girl dressing up as a guy, dressing up as girl. <laughs> <laughs> was a sight to be seen like the makeup the the outfit and I had this older guy he's probably pushing 55 pushing 60 um chatting to me throughout the evening you know nice just a nice chat mm-hmm. and he kind of lingered at the end I'm like oh god here we go so I cut it off I'm like thanks you know have a great night see you later bye he comes back into the bar sidles up to me and says, um, so I was just wondering, uh, you wouldn't be interested in hanging out with a creepy old man, would you? And I said, as appealing as that sounds, no, <laughs> not particularly. <laughs> and I walked off. <laughs> Good for you. And it just always blows my mind that when I'm nice to people, people mistake it as flirting. Yeah. It really pisses me off. Like, no, I'm just having a nice chat with you. I haven't been flirting, but I don't know. Maybe is it flirting? I I sometimes I question myself. And I get that. I'm flirting. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm a fucking raging flirt. And so I can only speak for myself when I know that, like, a lot of times, even, 
if I'm talking to guys that are just super cool, like super cool, mm-hmm. and I just connect with them, yeah, the behavior can come across as flirtatious because I'm just excited. Oh, I'm the same with women as well. Like the the flirtation, it just comes out yeah. naturally when you click with someone. It's just like okay, I can just ramble and do whatever I want with this person. You have that connection, and yeah, it comes across as being a flirt. Yeah, and maybe. I mean, I am a flirt. Let's, you know, I, I am. Okay, so but we're having an, of, an admission here. This yeah, is good. Yeah, but with particular people, for instance, the creepy old man, I was not flirting. I was yeah. just being nice. Yeah. And so. And there's that strange, I think we talked about this earlier too. You had an incident where somebody, you kind of just got, I think you put it, you got in too deep. Oh, yeah, yeah. So I was serving a table of guys and started off flirting. And then it just reached the point where I was so uncomfortable that I had to pass the table over to someone else. And I did say to the guys, look, no, it's not on. And the banter went down and I just became a, I don't know, below average server, I'd say. <laughs> you stopped paying attention. I just, uh, I, you know, avoided them. Yeah. And pe- uh, passed them off to a male colleague because I just couldn't, couldn't do it anymore. That's the right move, though. Yeah. It's a, an easy fix, and it's going to get uncomfortable. Yeah. I mean, the initial flirting was fine, but then the awful remarks started. And so like you had to take it that far, didn't you? <laughs> but again, we're talking about something like, well, like what do you think this is going to yeah. get you? Mm-hmm. Where does this go that it's ever worked where it's kind of like, oh, yeah. we're pleasant to each other, we're mm-hmm. flirting, mm-hmm. we're interested, there's an attraction maybe, yeah. and here's some horrible remarks to yeah. seal the deal. <laughs> what the fuck is that? Yeah, no. But that's smart, that's cool. Just passing it off to a male mm-hmm. counterpart, I think, is, is the move in that situation. Yeah, for sure. Customers can be shitty. I, I think I told you earlier we had this, um, I get this email from Twitter every so often that's just that moment when, it's like the Friends mm-hmm, episode, mm-hmm. the one where it's just that moment when, and it was that moment when a waitress n- was heralded for knocking out a customer who grabbed her ass or something. And I'm like, oh, I'm clicking on that. Yeah. Good one, Twitter. Yeah. And it was cool. It was security footage of a girl. <laughs> I don't know where, but some dickhead frat looking goofball was just walking by and just grabbed her ass outright. And to see that, I hope he saw this. Oh yeah, I hope he saw it because it's gotta be such a different experience to see it Mm -hmm. as another person and just say, oh my God, that's what I look like. That's what I, I'm a piece of shit. Reflect on yourself, you're a shitty human. Yeah, Yeah. in that moment, at the very least you were. And then he's got the shame from his family as well. Like I'm, that was me, I I was responsible for doing that Mm -hmm. and I've got, got to talk to people now. And then you got publicly I've laid got out. I've got some explaining to do. Right? But the video continues. Yeah. You got laid the fuck out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's some crazy Chris Tucker and Friday shit. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> It's just like, you got knocked the fuck out. <laughs> and everybody cheered. And the video of security footage went viral. And yeah. that's pretty cool. Like, I dig that. It's a story with a good ending. Thank you, Twitter. <laughs> but it doesn't always end that way. And a lot of times even if that does happen, mm-hmm. where the waitress reacts. And sometimes it's happened here. Yeah, The management doesn't always have people's backs. Mm-hmm. I don't dig places that are, oh, the customer's always right. I, no fucking way. No. Do not disrespect. <laughs> That's just... No hands. No hands. If you can't touch someone in a strip club, mm-hmm. what the fuck makes you think you can touch somebody here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ugh. It's, it's wild. It amazes me 
the um, how some people can be towards you because you're a server. Mm-hmm. It's like, so because I'm serving you, you think that I'm less of a person. Yeah. Like you think that I'm not smart and this is the only job that I can do. Like bartending and serving people is a fantastic job. And it's, yeah, I don't know, I'll go on a rant here, but people piss me off. That's, <laughs> that's exactly what this is for. You're missing the point. We're here to rant. I, mean, I feel like the rant will just go on and on and on. <laughs> Once I've started that train, it's on the tracks. Get on it. Let's move this thing. <laughs> Down that tunnel. It, because it is, it's fa- that's what this was born out of. Mm. It was just kind of, I can't believe the audacity and stupidity of others. Yeah. And I feel that because I'm a woman, that because of that, I'm not as smart as... <laughs> you're, you're treated. Yeah. yeah. Differently. In all of my roles, not just this role, like every single role that I've done and in the service industry or in life in life really yeah 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 um, but there was one instance recently where a guy come in to get a growler fill and I just finished serving another guy and he comes up to me oh yeah I want to get a growler fill I'm like okay what are you interested in you know into something light dark IPAs tell me tell me what you you know what, what do you dig and the guy that I just served piped up, oh, I, I bought this and I bought that and this is a really, you know, this ISA, it's um, full flavor, you know, less percentage, rah, rah. And I said to him, okay, mate, well, you can serve him. See ya. <laughs> <laughs> like, you can do my job for me. See ya later. Because yeah. you're wasting my fucking time. Like, yeah. you're going to ask some guy that's just bought some beer. He's never been in here before. Yeah, we have fantastic beer and that's what he's decided to buy. But we have a range of other beers here as well that he could be interested in. And I'm the one that knows the stuff. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah. But because, you know, it was a guy talking to a guy, I felt like that hmm. he, he took more from that than me. So it's like. Geographically, you're not in a major city at all. Do, no. you, do you find that that's even more prevalent where uh, you are? I'm just curious about rural areas because I know if you're in a rural area mm-hmm. in the states, it's fucking absolutely more prevalent. Yeah. And in I cities, think it's, it's everywhere. Yeah. Yeah, it's, everywhere. It's all. In cities, I feel like it's just more people that have money mm-hmm. tend to be dicks because they objectify. Mm-hmm. I've found in my experience, mm-hmm. it's more just everything's disposable. Yeah. Whereas people in more rural areas treat women or other ethnic groups a little bit like just less than in general (laughs) and also ethnic groups people talk to them as if they're deaf (laughs) yeah 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 that's a that's a bad one oh god that's great that's that's rural in new york it's really cool where people kind of get it because it's such a melting pot Mm -hmm. i I will totally give new york the props it's due on that one yeah yeah you don't get a lot of the What would you like to drink? It's like, that doesn't work for kids oh, that are learning yes. to talk. Why would that yeah. work for Could an adult? Could you just stop, please? Oh, God, it's You're brutal. making my head hurt. Yeah, yeah. But it's such an important time right now for women, and it, it definitely goes straight into acting. Mm-hmm. Just in that, I've lost roles because it just became a woman. Mm-hmm. It became a female part. Yeah. And that's great. It's not really white guy time. Yeah. 
and where that can suck for me as an actor, as a human being, mm -hmm. and as a person, it's just, and as a viewer, it's nice that it's not. Yeah. It's nice that there's variation and uh -huh. that other people and groups are being given opportunities that they just haven't been given as many of. Yeah. I yeah, think yeah. that's really cool. I don't mind bartending more and not necessarily getting a break as an actor that I otherwise may have had an opportunity mm -hmm. at if it's benefiting all of mankind. Yeah. Because it's kind of what the fuck I got into acting for. Yeah. Is just storytelling and trying to share experiences mm -hmm. that benefit others. So it's it's interesting. It's it's funky how this just permeates all facets of life. Oh, definitely. Yeah, for sure. Um, when I was at the funeral home, definitely there. The owner, he was an elderly gentleman that, uh, yeah. And I was a 19-year-old girl, so obviously he, had, he has more experience and all the rest of it. So, yeah, it's just a touchy subject. I know that I'm kind of playing on the, uh, the, the men card right now, but women do it as well. Women can be complete. <laughs> There's this great comedian. I was just in Nantucket at the uh, the comedy festival, and this guy who's hilarious, um, named Sherrod, Sherrod mm -hmm. Small. He's hilarious, and he has a uh, the Race Wars podcast. It's his podcast, but part of his act out in Nantucket was just uh, <laughs> he's like female president. Seriously, y'all thought there was gonna be a female president? Come on, female president. Of course, the women are all getting pissed in the audience, and yeah. they're like, "Yeah, yeah, we thought." And he's like, Psh, "Man, here's why there will never be a female president. Women hate women." <laughs> <laughs> and everybody just started dying. And he obviously broke down that whole caddy bullshit when some woman walks into the room and other yeah. women are kind of like, "Who the fuck is that?" One? Yeah. Oh, what's she wearing? Yeah, yeah, what's yeah. It's just kind of like, oh, God, that is a big part of the Walking problem. Walking around like she owns the place. Yeah. It's like, you, you don't even know her. You don't. And, and granted, I do that shit to anybody, man, woman, or child. I'm just like, who the fuck is this? But especially the children. A hundred percent. And if they're near the, near the skee-ball machine, it jacks oh, up a hundred percent. That's it. Maybe an out of order. Yeah. I just unplug them. Yeah, yeah, you Just yeah, yank the plugs yeah. once in a while. But it's interesting how it's like everybody's Street got. Street jackets also work as well. On the kids? Yeah, for I sure. wish. Are you kidding That'd me? Be great. That would be a really interesting thing if we could get some kind of a license where it was mandated to put straight jackets and Hannibal Lecter masks on yeah, children yeah. under 13 when they enter. Yeah, and eat fava beans with a nice Chianti. Oh, man. <laughs> right on. We're doing Silence of the Lambs next week for movie night. You didn't pick up on that reference. I don't know what to tell you. Find another podcast. Half the shit I say is a movie reference. Um, but yeah, there's a social responsibility to everybody, mm -hmm. man, woman, and child. And I think I told you earlier, it's interesting to me, somebody was like, oh yeah, you're sexist because the girls that work behind the bar with you, one of the managers said this to me once, there's, she didn't outright say that, but she said, you know, there's been kind of talk that maybe you don't like working with women because and it's like, you have outright told me that there needs to be a woman behind the bar. Mm -hmm. And they finally just softened on this. There needs to be a woman behind the bar on weekends to bring in male customers and that they should so show some skin and mm. be sexy. And a lot of times if you're hiring people like that and you yourself maybe aren't as the hiring manager, like the highest of work ethic folks, yeah. 
that you're going to hire somebody, regardless of gender, who's incapable of really succeeding. Yeah. The way I need somebody to succeed next uh-huh. to me on a busy night. Yeah. And the fact that the person who works with me on Fridays that works really well with me is another full-time employee that just happens to have a beard and a cock mm-hmm. doesn't make me sexist. Like, I don't care who I work with. Yeah, I've worked care. with As long as you do your job and you do it well, if we work together... You know, we we have to gel. Yeah. You don't want some incompetent buffoon behind the bar. Who's just posted up, you know, talking to people. Talking to people. Or just standing in the middle of the bar. Bigger and bigger. Yeah. There's a cohesion that needs to happen. Mm-hmm. And I've been really fortunate. There's three in particular that I loved working with. Three women at this place that mm-hmm. were fantastic. But because I make the bulk of the money as the closer, mm-hmm. and we don't really need people here past 10 o'clock if there's two bartenders on. Yeah. It's not a great mold for money, mm-hmm. and that's going to attract people that really maybe shouldn't be making mm-hmm. all that much anyways yeah. because they're not terribly good at what they do. And the ones that are good, the ones that I worked with that I loved, were used to making more money, and they didn't stick around because mm-hmm. they weren't. Yeah. And it's a, it's, it's a shitty thing to be accused of. I think people need to watch out for how liberally they sling that too because mm-hmm. that can be just as damaging yeah not just to me if you're throwing it in my direction yeah, for sure. but to the ultimate cause like mm-hmm. you everybody should be stepping their game on mm-hmm. and doing the best they can be and then pointing up and saying see motherfucker i can yeah. do this job just as well as you can yes and the proof's in the pudding yeah 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 uh always a little touchy subject that one <laughs> it is but it's important it's i so love this important. shit yeah i love it's it so important I, I, I don't know. I was raised by four really proud, hardworking, badass, independent, maybe even to a fault women. You lucky guy. I am. I mean, it was a hell of a model to grow, mm-hmm. grow up with, and they're still that way. Mm-hmm. I, it's hilarious to watch all of this independence happen in my family, and they're, just, they're, they're fearless when it comes to just anything and everything that needs doing, mm-hmm. they get it done. Yeah, so independent and just... That's so striking as well. I, I love meeting women that just go out and do whatever they want. Yeah. Just so independent and determined. I The meek and mild, I they annoy me. <laughs> <laughs> well, again, I'm but with that's you. just that's just me. I mean, some people find meek and mild endearing, but that's just not my not my jam. No, meek and mild isn't for me either, but I'm cool with it if they're open to being pushed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Those personalities that can't break out of that mold, Yeah. I have no time for that. And who the fuck has time yeah. for that? I, I remember meeting a woman years ago at a bar. She would have been um, maybe mid-60s, I'd say. Mm-hmm. And she was flirting with these guys. And he asked her to play pool. And like, oh, I don't know how to play pool and started giggling. Like, bullshit, you're <laughs> mid-60s. And that's just something that really pisses me off is that <laughs> women that pretend that, that they have no idea what's, what, they, you know, yeah, what they're like, doing. Or, totally. It's like, oh, that, you just that look incompetent. from yes. streetcar kind of shit. It's like, come on. Come on. Don't fuck with us. Like, you know what you're doing. Yeah. You know what you're doing right now. You know exactly what you're doing. I bet she's handled a cue or two in a day. <laughs> <laughs> 
We don't get enough Australians in the States. You guys, you understand sexual humor and you're fearless with it. Yeah. Nothing yeah, but yeah. respect on that front. <laughs> it's always interesting to me, too, to see really younger guys, 20s and 30s, going after 60-something women. Mm-hmm. It happens. Yeah, definitely. It, it's not frequent. but I've seen, And, and the, the women are into it, yeah. too. Yeah. It's just funny. And some of them, you see them walk out together. And in my head, I'm like, where the fuck are they going? Mm-hmm. I want to know. I want to, yeah. Because <laughs> Call if it was me a, tomorrow and give me the if, rundown. If the, the, the vibe and the energy were the same with different genders, mm-hmm. you'd just be like, oh, this old man is going to take some blue pills and they're going to have sex. Like, that's what's going to happen from here. And <laughs> she's going to get an Uber ride home yeah. in, a, in an Uber XL mm-hmm. or black car because money is a factor. Like, you can kind of just play that story out pretty mm-hmm. easily. Mm-hmm. And nine times out of ten, you'd probably be right. But the other side of it, it's like, whoa, yeah. what's happening? I want to know yeah. all the things. It's so, it, there's so much more intrigue because older women are just so much more innately intriguing, mm-hmm. I think. Mm-hmm. Is this going to be a Harold and Maude situation? Yeah, they've like, been around the block. They know what's up. They, yeah. You know, as I said before, handle the cure too. <laughs> <laughs> they know the deal. But they're also... And they know what they want. like you know. Totally. And they might want some companionship. They're mm-hmm. just... Women, I've seen women that are just as gross as guys when it comes to just oh, wanting to fuck. A hundred percent. But yeah. there's usually a little more depth. There's usually a little bit more kind of like, maybe we'll go listen to just an old original Miles Davis mm-hmm. record that I have or something like, like something cool yeah. about it. There's just something, I guess, foreplay related. Mm-hmm that I'm just way more interested in. And it's like, oh, here's this gross millionaire guy in his 60s taking a 20-something home. We've seen this movie. Yeah. I know how it Reruns. ends. Yeah. It's anything on Pornhub, basically. <laughs> we, we get it. We know where this goes. It's going to get messy. Daddy issues, for sure. Oh, and it's wild in this neighborhood. Mm. Do you get a lot of it in Canada? Well, no. I don't think so. Because I'm in a small town, I, I've got... I'm I'm pretty much in the bubble of the small town. Are I, you pursued I, by all ends? You get oh, yeah. the age spectrum all yeah, all over. Down. Yeah, all over. I believe it. Um, so yeah, it's it's interesting, and I don't know if it's flattering at all. <laughs> depends. That's an interesting depends way to how kind of <laughs> phrase it. Depends how it's delivered, and yeah. No creepy old man, that's for sure. No, no creepy old man. Yeah, and the younger ones, I just, I think I would destroy them. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. That's hilarious. And you probably would. When I was like 20, I was chasing late 20s, early 30s Mm -hmm. hard. And by mid-20s, you know, I'm in Europe with 40-year-old South African leather pant wearing literal cougars, like like stalking like cats in the wild cougars. Yeah, (laughs) and it was just like, wow, this is new. This Mm -hmm. is different. This is new, and I like it. (laughs) I kind of like this. (laughs) This is fun. Oh, man. Well, I guess we should probably leave the listening audience with that image Mm -hmm. in their head. Mm -hmm. Leather pants. Leather pants, holding the cure (laughs) too. Just sexual deviance. Destroying men. left right and center <laughs> well it's been a pleasure it's awesome Thank having you, you in new york me. yeah you're you're welcome thanks for doing this i know you're you're jet lagged yeah i'm blinking one eye at a time exhausted and now <laughs> you're we're doing the harry potter blink you know how harry potter he just does the one blink no 
The what? reference is lost to me. I've never read the books, never seen the movies. I know, I know. I deserve well, the look you're giving me. But I plan on watching them as an old man from a rocking chair. Like when I'm in my like Whistling late 70s. Wood yes, in your, in this is my chair. plan. Yeah. There's just too me, many of them to start now. Me, Rogon. <laughs> it's going to happen. Next to the fireplace. And I'm just going to nod, smiling in approval. <laughs> but for now, hot sauce challenge. We're on to oh it. Oh, my God. Get your grumpies. Listeners, thank you. Always a pleasure. Tons of love. Real Tales from the Bar Side, Matt Flynn. Be good. Thanks again for listening to this episode of Real Tales from the Bar Side. Be sure to tip your bartenders and tip us by subscribing, liking, leaving us a review. That stuff helps like hell, and we really appreciate it. So thank you again. Hope you enjoyed yourself, and we'll catch you next week.